Welcome back, everybody. Yo. To Real Talk, Real Truth, episode number four. Quattro, for those of you that don't know English either. I'm sure you know English, but um, this is uh, take number three. You know, this is like a beautiful time because every single time, you know, we face any technical difficulties or any difficulties starting um, a podcast episode, you know, I just want to say, I just want to pray to God, just to give me the patience that I need to make sure, you know, I stay locked in, that I stay, stay focused in, into this, into this beautiful, beautiful community and craft that we're trying to make every week. Um, but yeah, so again, like I said, this is episode number four. Building off of a fantastic episode three, um, we do want to have some structure changes for how episodes go. It's still going to be the same, but the only difference is we're going to include more scripture at the beginning and make more references and kind of have like a guideline to to a verse that we can build off of for the entire topic of the episode. Um, and today's topic or today's verse would be um, Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16. And it says here, for the righteous falls seven times and rises again but the wicked stumble in times of calamity now you may be asking me what does this mean and i'll be honest with you we we just learned you know the meaning of calamity like just like an hour ago so now we can use it in the correct context and before i break down that verse there's two parts to it for the righteous falls seven times and rises again, but the wicked stumble in times of calamity. So there's two main points here, the wicked and the righteous. And fall seven times and stumble in times of calamity. And you're going to ask, like, what exactly is this, you know, saying? And there's two paths. The righteous and the wicked. Those paths, you're both going to face adversity. We said this in episode three. Um, even on your walk with God, you are going to face adversity. You're going to face challenges. You're going to face issues. Just because you're with God does not mean everything is going to be, you know, like I said, verbatim. Peaches and cream. It's not going to be easier. It's not going to, it's not going to like take away all the troubles. Um, in life, that's it's still crucial to have adversity. So, both of those paths, you're going to face issues. You're going to face adversity, and the most important part is how you respond from that. And in the path of the righteous, you will fall seven times, and in the scripture says you rise again. So every time you fall, you get back up, continuing on your walk with God, continuing on your walk um, down that path and, and in that relationship and keeping your eyes on God and continuing to have that faith and continuing to just trust in the plan. And in the wicked, they stumble in times of calamity. So whenever anything goes wrong in, on that path, they just sit there. Wicked just stays there and, and doesn't respond. It's Or they do respond, but it's in ways of the world, in ways of the flesh. So whenever something will happen on that path, it's the flesh or the world to to be your response. Like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, I might depend a little bit on the, the, the weed to, to take some of that off or some physicality to take some of that off or some addictions to take some of that off. During that adversity, it's so important how you respond. And what path do you want to take during that response? It doesn't matter what will happen to you. The most important part is how do you get up and respond from that? That is just my breakdown for that to make that a little bit easier for you guys. Absolutely agree with that, with what you said there. Um, with that first line of the verse, there definitely has to be failure in life. There's, we live in a world with total imperfection. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we have to deconstruct the meaning of failure. Failure provides opportunity for something good. It provides growth. 
I feel like once you start changing your mindset about failure, you realize how close you are to to God. And to build off of that, and another, and the point that I said earlier, um, with adversity, it, it's always gonna be, it's always gonna be there. You know, like you're, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna overcome it. But the the most important point is to is to continue on that walk. Like you can be, and and that's the thing about the the righteous and and and, and the wicked path that you can you can change paths just because you started on one doesn't mean you can not fall back into the other or go or, or rise into the other so you can start in the wicked and then want to change how you respond to that adversity or you can start in the righteous and you might slip up and you might go do some old habits. You might go to do the things you used to do and then kind of fall back into, into dependence on the world instead of dependence on God. It kind of reminds me of Romans chapter 17. No, chapter 7, my bad, uh, verse 15. And it seems like, Paul is in some type of spiritual warfare. So I'm going to read it right now. It says, uh, I do not understand what I do for what I want to do. I do not do, but what I hate, I do. So Paul is, Paul is going through this, this, this battle. It seems like he wants to faithfully serve God, but he ends up doing something of the flesh, you know, I feel like hearing one of the many leaders in the faith say something like this, letting us know his struggles spiritually when it comes to following God, being a Christian in general, there's never going to be a a, a perfect time in your life. You might feel as if you are perfect one day, but I guarantee you there is an imperfection that you just didn't see. But it's important that you recognize that what you need is God. Just like what Paul, Paul recognizes that he needs God. He needs Jesus. That's why he desires so much for, for Jesus. So many times we we do the wrong things and then we start thinking a little bit. I desire Jesus. I desire to follow God, but yet I do the wrong thing. What's wrong with me? Maybe I'm just alone in this situation. What about you, Hector? Uh, there's, I was going to make a connection already um, to... In that scripture says the things that we want to do, we don't do. And the things that we don't want to do, we do. That's kind of like, yes, we, we want to, you know, we want to follow God. We, we want to, we want to do the right thing for God. We want to have a relationship with God. We want to do, we want to, you know, we want to be clean. We want to, be, we want to quote unquote, you know, be, be a servant, be a perfect servant, which again, you know, like you said, it's never going to be perfect. So we want to do these things. Like it is a desire to to pray. It is a desire to read the Bible. These are things that we want to do, but we don't do them. We do things that we, you know, don't do or don't want to do, which, I mean, it sounds confusing, but I guess, I guess want isn't a good word for that. It's things that we like, I guess, should. Like things that, or we, that we, I don't know. I, I know, but I feel like I know what what I'm trying to say, but I just I, I, like I don't want it to be confused of like, oh, we we want to do this, but like we do the things we don't want to do because like deep inside, like things that we don't want to do, we do, and like a lot of things of the world, a lot of like a lot of content that we'll consume, a lot of things that we do, um, 
things that we say also, we, we, we do them. And so things that like would better, better our relationship with God or things that would make, make our life, our walk with God, of course, full or fulfill us. We do the things that wouldn't fully fulfill us because, you know, it's easier. It's like, that's what, I think that's what it is. I think that's what I'm trying to say that the things that we don't want to do are easier to do. So we tend to go that route more instead of the things that we want to do, take a little bit more effort. And it's like, you know, taking a little bit of time out of the day to spend time with God or just have a conversation with God or just read the Bible. It's like, yeah, like I want to do that, but it's like, I might be busy, man. You know, I might, I might, I might not have enough time in the day for, for God. I might not, you know, I might not, but you have enough time to be on TikTok. You got enough time to, you know, go out with friends. So that's what I'm saying. Like the things that you, things that we hate to do, we do. The things that we want to do, we don't do. Oh my goodness. I think I think that verse expresses like a tie. In a sense, like we've become so closely bonded to our bad habits that when we try to pick up the new habits, such as reading the Bible or being consistent in the faith, we fail at that. One thing that's true is we will fail a lot. Again, just because you're on the walk with God doesn't mean you're not going to fail anymore. If anything, you might you might fail more than you you know succeed. If if we look at it for face value, like you know, but in the in the failure comes the growth. Which is why um, God finds strength in weakness. Oh, oh, what's happening to me? <laughs> what's happening to me? <laughs> so sorry for that, that guys. Was, That's literally just a bar. That was a great bar. <laughs> <laughs> go, go! I can't think anymore. I just, I just. I don't, I don't know. Me. I don't know what to say. It was just such a nice bar. It's so good. Like, like it's so true. Like, you know, people think when you, you know, you're like, oh, I want to be strong. Like, I'm gonna, I'm a strong young man. I'm a strong young woman, and and and, and God, God will give me the strength. But like, when I say strength and weakness, it's identifying that you're not, you're not as strong as you think you are. Is it, are you, are you, do you hear this? Do you hear this? <laughs> do you hear this right now? What the heck? <laughs> That's crazy. That's a bar. That's another bar. Hold on, hold on, guys, guys. I don't know what's happening, but if you're listening, you better keep listening. And don't stop, because because <laughs> I don't know what's happening to me right now. I'm not even thinking. This is just this is just this is happening. So you're not as strong as you think you are. So. Again, we, we, we talked about the, 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 the 12 that Jesus chose when he, when he, was, when he was on earth, when, when, when he picked the people. It's, and, and, we, and even in this episode, we spoke about being perfect. We're never going to be perfect, but that's what's beautiful about it because he doesn't pick the perfect. He doesn't pick the, the, the high in status. He doesn't pick the, the special people. He doesn't, he doesn't pick the ones with the celebrities. He picks, he pick, remember he ate with sinners, tax collectors. Um, um, he, 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 he healed, he healed the sick. He, he, he touched lepers, like all these things that would consider you dirty. Yeah. Would, yeah, would, yeah. would consider you probably bottom of the barrel. Society. Yeah. God would, Go there. Jesus would go there, and he'd spend time with those people, and 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 it's and that's and that's what the strength and the weakness is identifying that you are weak and that you need Jesus, and 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 that you need to to go to him for the strength, to go to him for the comfort, to go to him to to fulfill you, because again, without him, we are nothing, and that and it and and it takes it takes strength to acknowledge that. And and going back to episode one, to humble ourselves. It's important to know that we can find strength 
in God. Not knocking you as a strong human being, but you can't be strong without God. It's identifying that. Identifying, acknowledging that we are weak. And that's what Jesus loves. Knowing that we need to depend on him. Knowing that we need him. To highlight on that, I just want to say that the sins from 2,000 years ago, they have, they're still present. They're just presented in a new way. So what makes you think that Jesus is not still eating with you? What makes you think that Jesus is still not there with you in your prayer room? What makes you think that Jesus Christ is not covering you as you're sleeping? He has always been there and he will always protect you no matter no matter how many times you fail. That's why, that's why, that's the, that's the point of Jesus. In the old law, they would have to raise up a spotless lamb and they would, they would slaughter it and have the blood flow into a, a, a cup and watch the, the lamb slowly just blink and blink and blink until it just didn't no more. With Jesus, we don't have to kill a lamb no more, guys. All, we have the we have the opportunity to get on our knees and say, "Jesus, I'm sorry," and turn away from 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 our from our failures to turn away from our sin. I just feel like we we take that for granted sometimes. And not only we we may take that for granted, I think we mentioned this in another episode. It's like, oh, well, you know, Jesus forgives me, you know, like, so I can, you know, kind of like plan this out. So I can sin again this week and then I can just ask him for forgiveness next week. Right. Like, yeah, you know, like, it's fine. Like, yeah, like, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a forgiving God, you know, everything's gonna be fine. No, you have to like actually repent actually ask for for that forgiveness you know you're always going to get it but don't take advantage of that that's 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 the thing if you don't if you're not truly sorry then what point does like what does that do for your heart i'm remembering a bible verse i'm pretty sure paul said i forgot in which book he wrote he said you could die Quote, you could you could quote unquote die for your faith, but if you didn't have the right heart posture, you died in vain. Oh my goodness. I'm telling you, this is just, just outrageous. I think I think that brings us to our next point here. With with every failure, there has to be a rise in temptation. Mm. But during the times of temptation, there's a test from God. Guys, in the midst of our struggles, there's a te- God is testing us. He's testing our faith. Are we going to run to are we going to are we going to run back to our old habits or are we going to run to Jesus? It reminds me of this song I was listening to and it had like a a thing about uh like a little like thing that Mike Todd was saying. He was saying we gotta trade the things that got us here for Jesus, for God that's gonna take us to the next level. We have to have a trade in faith. I guess like a way to look at temptation of course is look at it as a test as well. Like he's testing your faith. Are you going to have faith during that temptation or again, fall back into those habits? It's hard because, again, I said, you're going to fail, but that's why God forgives. And then your response to that adversity, yes, you're forgiven, but what are you going to do in response to that forgiveness? Are you going to grow in faith or are you going to lose faith? Or stay stagnant. Like the wicked does in times of calamity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Ah! 
Sorry, guys. I just have to remind you that, that, you know, we are human as well. So I like to give some of my reactions of like how beautiful and how amazing this is. Cause you know, it's great. I mean, just like, this is just true. It's just real. It's just what it is, man. Like, uh, and, and don't look again. We say this every single episode. Don't look at us like we're perfect. Don't look at us like we're clean. <laughs> Cause we don't want to be, we don't want to be like, like these, these men in the scripture where, where, where they're like, where they're like, oh my God, look, this woman is, is he, they brought this woman to Jesus. And 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 they they convicted her of all these things, condemned her of all these things, and Jesus was like, "Okay, if you have not sinned, pick up a stone and stone her." <laughs> no one picked anything up, and they walked away. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus forgave the woman. Said, "See, no one, no one stoned you. No one threw anything at you." Because no one has cleaned themselves, so uh, we're not. We're not. You know, and 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 again, Chris has even referenced us. Uh, we've done some. You know, we've done some things. Done some things we're not proud of, and you know, we, we even though we are forgiven, we still try every single day to to do as much work possible to make sure that not only we can do the work that we didn't do back then, but do it double now. It's not, it's not like it's going to cancel out, you know, it happened, but like we still have, you know, that regret. We still have that. Those things still affect us to this day. And we want to make sure that, that we don't not only not condemn anyone else, but identify that we are not clean. We are not pure. And so we always turn to Jesus, always ask for that forgiveness. Even, even if, even, even if it's a couple years old, I still want that forgiveness. I still want to be forgiven because I want to make sure that I respond to that adversity every single day. I'm just going to say it right now. I'm literally spitting and I love you. Jesus. I think I think that also like brings me to Romans uh chapter 8 verse 12. It says therefore dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. Because of Jesus's atonement for us. We don't have the obligation to sin no more. We have every right to follow to follow Jesus. Everything that he said, everything and everything that was that made him who he is, we have an we don't we don't have an obligation to our flesh no more. We have an obligation to Jesus. We answer to Jesus. And I feel like many of us we we make Jesus Christ our savior, but we forget to make him Lord over over our lives. We fail to realize that Jesus has the final say in our lives. If you, if you would have simply just let Jesus have the final say, you could have avoided that failure. The final say could also be with decisions, with patience, because you know, we live in a world where everything needs to be done right now. Every, we, we need everything in this current moment because, you know, the, the age of social media, like it's literally boom, with a, with a click of a finger, we got everything we want. But what, 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 what God teaches us, especially with, with uh, temptation and the adversity, um, I, I did say you will fail, but there's a reason in all this adversity. There's a reason in all the trials, the tribulations. There's always going to be a reason for all these things. And I know it's such a cliche thing to say for a lot of people. It's like, oh, there's always a reason that happens for everything. But again, shift that mindset into whenever there's an issue, not only to trust God, but ask him, what, what, do, I, what do I learn from this? What do I have to learn from this? What, what, what do you want me – what area do you want me to grow in that, that this, this has to happen? What, what, what do I do? Where do I, where do I grow? What areas do I need to improve upon in this relationship, in this walk with God? That's, that's the perspective I, I now have 
because a temptation test, how can we pass that test? And what do we need to learn for that test? Because everything, everything God does, there's a reason. And that reason is to help us grow, help us mature, mature, not only in faith, but grow with him to have more of that trust and, and, and be, and, 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 and follow that guideline that, that Jesus gave us. Like, you know, love your neighbor, love your enemy. Be, I think, oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I, I don't even know where I was going for that. I was waiting for uh, you. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, like, with everything that you said, it kind of reminds me of David. David was the second king uh, of the Israelites. Um, and those of you who don't know about David, David, he was a man after God's own heart. And I'm going to explain that in just a second. But I just want to say that David, he was, he was so good. No, he, he wasn't good, actually. He was so favorable in God's eyes, even though he had, even though he had, uh, he was a traitor. He murdered someone. He was an adulterer. And yet he was still a man after God's heart. What does it mean to be a man after God's own heart? David understood that he had weaknesses. But even after every, every single trial and tribulation he had been through, he realized, he, re he had recognized his need for God. And because of his need for God, it pleased God. No, like all throughout songs, you can see David saying, oh, God, uh, uh, protect me from my enemies. Uh, these, these people are trying to set a trap. Help them fall into their own trap and, and protect me. So that way I don't have to. And he's just, he's, just, he's just constantly asking God in the midst of his trouble for help. And I feel like when we're about to fail, we need to, we need to humble ourselves and we need to ask God, Hey, Jesus said that he, he that, that, that he was going to send a helper. I think I need the helper right now. And Hey, God, one thing about God is he's, he's always going to deliver. He has never failed and he won't start. I know. Every single In time. His time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're not going to speed mm -hmm. it up or slow it down. Sorry, I just wanted to add that in there. No, yeah, that's valid. That's a valid point. And I like how you said uh, in his own time because that involves us having patience. We need patience. It reminds me of a story I was reading in uh, Samuel. And Samuel had said to... Samuel had said to uh, Saul, I'm going to come in seven days so that way we could uh, offer, uh, an, uh, offer an offering to, to God. And then we could go out into battle. Saul's men, they got scared of the, uh, of the Philistines and they left. And he was just, I feel like he was like trying to trying to please others and he grew so impatient because the Philistines they were they were multiplying every single day. So instead of waiting on Samuel, he sacrificed the 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 offering on his own. And the problem is with that is only priests could sacrifice. And because he grew impatient Samuel said, because of this, you will, your, your family, they won't reign. You are the last person to reign because God is finding someone after his own heart. 
Saul was after his own, like he was not, he was after his own heart, not God's. And that's the problem. We have to, we have to take a, a beat a little bit and, and, and check where our hearts are with God. And when we and when we check that, um, the impatience also comes from being angry. We we'd be angry at God before we were patient with God. So, with him, he's patient before he's ever angry. But us, we're the other way around. You know, we're very impatient. So when we ask God for things that we need, we try to lean on our own understanding to to be like, okay, well, maybe if, what if I do this? I can like probably like speed this process up or maybe I can like try to figure out a way to, to get what I want faster. But I said in his own time, you're not going to speed it up or slow it down. That teaches us patience. He, he teaches us patience. And... And it all ties in with the adversity as well. The, everything that everything that we've said will all will always link back to each other in some shape, way, or form. There's another. There's another. Another passage um, in, in 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 James chapter one, verse two through four. Consider it a great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its full effect, so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. So with the trials that you experience, consider it a joy. Consider it great, because that's progress. It's, it's testing your faith, which produces endurance, which produces patience. And let that patience have its full effect on you. So not only that you grow, but you mature in the faith, and that you lack nothing. Understand with God, you have everything. God fills you. You won't need anything else. You'll be hungry for God, but you won't need anything of the world. Not only do you have patience, but you have patience to trust God in his timing and in his plan. So when, you're, when you have that full response to that adversity, Having that patience, the stress goes away, the worries go away, the anxieties go away. Because you not only humbled yourself, you understand that you need God. That the trials are important. You take something from those trials. Anytime that you face adversity... Now you know it's for a good cause, that God is trying to teach you something, trying to grow you in faith, trying to grow your patience, to recognize that you need God. I think, I think that plays very good into this next verse, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. It says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Many of us, we have plans of, of doing things tomorrow or, or five years from now, but who are you to say? You don't know when life might disappear right from your hands. So I feel like when we fully establish ourselves in God, we don't have to worry about tomorrow. I think there's a, a verse in uh, in uh, the Gospels, in one of the Gospels. He said, Jesus said, you don't have to worry about nothing. And then he referenced the birds. You don't, the birds don't worry what they have to eat. They find something to eat. God allows them to find something to eat. You know, birds can't walk up to a stove and cook, you know what I'm saying? They, they find something to eat because God allows it. That's God's plan for them. We have to be fully dedicated to God 
and allow his will to be put into place instead of our plans, because our plans, sometimes they're not good. I'll let that marinate for a little bit, guys. I'm just not going to say anything. I'm just going to let that marinate. But like, even even when you like fully surrender, which you know, it's definitely a hard thing to do because you're always going to want to be, you're always going to want to try and take control of something. Uh, and and a lot of these things are easier said than done. The the plan is such a such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing because we don't know what it consists of. And that's where a lot of the, the anxieties and and the wanting to control things come through. Like, yes, we have goals, but you're gonna make sure that you do anything to get to reach those goals, which is the uncertainty. You don't most people don't want to trust the plan because of the uncertainty. That's what makes us afraid. It's like, oh well, what if the goal that I have isn't the goal that God has even better because why it's going to be better for you. You know, God, God thinks and works in a completely different way than I, than we do completely different understanding than we have. So the best thing and the best goal you can think of for yourself is only going to be better for what God thinks for you. So trust it. And and again, after you trust it, and, and, and the most important thing is you, you put him first, everything else falls into place. Simple as that. But again, easier said than done. You put him first, everything else follows. Financially, mentally, physically, Everything else follows. Now, one thing misses a beat once you keep him first. Because all you got to do is keep your eyes on him. Keep your eyes on him. Everything else follows. No need to stress. No need to worry. You have the patience. You have the trust. Let's control things you can control. That is your effort for God. It's a beautiful way to use that. Control what you can control. Your effort and attitude for God. Everything else follows. I keep saying that because it's true. You can keep your eyes on God, but then you can stress about, oh, like I gotta, I gotta buy this thing, or, or oh, like how am I gonna get this, this, this work done, or how am I gonna do this, or how am I gonna do that? Trust, trust. And Chris even said, you, like you can have these goals in five years, but you don't know. Do you know you're gonna make it there? No. And the same thing with the birds. They know what they're gonna eat today, so worry about today. Focus on today. How can I improve my relationship with God today? How can, how can I further my walk with God today? And take the daily bread today. Don't save it for later. Just, you know, you got to eat it today. Because the bread gets stale over time. Oh, my goodness. Oh what, my what, goodness. What, what, what am I telling you? It's not me anymore, Chris. It's not me. It's not me. <laughs> it's not me. It's not me. I'm, I'm sorry. When I say I'm spitting, it's not me, guys. I'm not spitting right now. It's just happening. It's not me. Isn't God? Seriously, Seriously, think about that, guys. Think about think about what you think about what I just said. Think about think 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 about just the the words that came out of my mouth. I didn't say them, but they came out of my mouth. Think about that. Worry about the daily bread. We're being fed today. We're not being fed tomorrow. We don't we don't know if we're gonna eat tomorrow. We know we're gonna eat today. So why worry about tomorrow? I think that also shows where we put our confidence in. Are you putting your confidence in yourself? Because if I'll tell you this right now, if you're putting your confidence in yourself, failure is definitely coming. Absolute facts. Speak, speaking of it right now, bro. I, literally this year, I've seen it, bro. I've seen. I've literally seen. I try to. I try to figure it out. I failed, bro. I literally failed. Literally, bro. The worst, worst, worst three weeks that I could ever experience. Like, it was, it was crazy. Like, next thing you know, I, I, I'm bald. I shave off all my, all my hair. 
and, and, and everything else, I try to lean on my own understanding and everything else just continues to, to go down. And I just like, Hey, well, what, what can I do? I'm trying to figure all this out. Didn't, didn't even consult God once. Didn't even ask him for anything once. And I just kept going down kept going down. Again, hindsight is 2020. So I didn't realize that until this moment right now, but that's what that I had more confidence in myself than I had in God. I'm saying like how we like, I'm talking like for me, Hector, for you guys, for everybody, if we had put our confidence in God at first, we would, we would have probably figured out or God would have gave us a better situation to be in. We wouldn't have to, we wouldn't have to go through the struggle. Like, like so many times in the Bible, you, you hear that God delivered Israel into their enemy's hands, but that's because Israel did something. God isn't, God isn't, God isn't punishing them. For example, like, uh, with, with, with in Samuel, the, the Israelites, they wanted a king just like the other nations. So God delivered them a king. But it ultimately led to Israel's downfall. I forgot what I was going to say. I'm not even going to lie to you. Hey, like, and, 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 and when you guys listen to these episodes, it sounds like, it sounds like we're, we're just reiterating the same point in different ways. Uh, because most of the time we are. There's there's always always little things to approve upon with the with that relationship with God, but it's yeah. it's 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 the same three pretty much the same three principles. What 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 was it? What was it again? Pray, give. What was the other one? What was the other one? I forgot the other one. Pray, give. Uh, crud. My I mind forgot. just goes to love. I don't know why. Pray, give, love. That's the three. That's the three things that I think of. I don't, I don't know. think that's I don't what it is. It was though. Love, though. I think it wasn't repent, was it? Pray, give. I don't know. Damn, we were just we were just listening to it. Like, the but that's day. that's that's literally what it is. You, like, it, it's it's you know it's it's hard because you know we're very stubborn as people. We're very stubborn as humans. We don't want to give up the control that we feel that we have. You know, like, like there's a lot of, there's, there's this, there's this thing that like, that I, that I might go a little bit, a little bit meta here. There's a lot of people think, there's a lot of people that like to believe in the, the, the law of attraction. It's like, my mind can create whatever I want. You're nuts, first of all. But it's a joke, by the way, I'm not being serious. Definitely, but we've definitely been through that. Me heck, we've well, been we, yeah, bro. We've been like, oh, you know, I can have this, I can have that, I can do this, I can do whatever I want, I can With do the this. Manifestation and all that. You can't manifest things on your you own. Can't. Power. Well, you can't. It's it's, it's, all, it's God's it's God's plan, man. It's literally God's God's plan will take care of everything that you need. And it's and, and it's it's easier said than done. I'm telling you right now, I struggle with that every single day. In the last episode, we said we said the same thing. Trust trust but we still struggle with that we still fail we still mess up we still do all these things just because we're with god doesn't mean he's gonna stop making us fail doesn't mean not, not making us we're, not, we're, not, we're still not gonna fail we're just still, you know we're still gonna make mistakes but but there's no excuse you know it's like yeah we're human we're not perfect but we're, we're gonna fail but guess what ask for the forgiveness truly truly in your heart want to be better and and understand. I think that the best here's here's something I can put this way. Um, I think for me, this is just this is for me. With my walk and this journey that I have with God, what it's changed. The the most thing the thing above all is perspective. He's impacted my perspective on everything that happens in my life, good or bad. In trials and issues, I still say thank you and know that there is a reason for it. The way that I treat people, new perspective. The way that I love people, new perspective. The way that I approach issues, new perspective. And I think that's that's what has made me be able to trust him more. I still struggle with the trust, but the perspective helps me get through some of these tests knowing that 
God's behind everything. I think that leads into this question. Remember when you first accepted Jesus? What changed? I could say that I did. I changed. I was, uh, yeah, I'm saying it's the same blood, it's the same cross, it's the same God. My perspective changed. Matter of fact, what changed is I was once blind and now I can see. Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. I'm saying, I'm saying, there's this, there's this, there's this uh, verse in the Bible, uh, not this verse, but a, a story in the Bible where Jesus uh, went up to the men, uh, man by the, uh, I think by like a well, not a well, but uh, by a pool, and or I don't think he was by the pool, but it was a guy that was blind, and Jesus grabbed dirt, spit in his hand a little bit, and then rubbed it in his eyes and said, "Go by, go, go to the pool and wash your face." So many times we are like that man. We are the blind man. And Jesus says, hey, come on, let me help you. Let me, let me, let me make you see a little bit. And we start seeing things not from our perspective, but Jesus's perspective. And because we see from Jesus's perspective, it becomes our perspective. There's no other, there's no other person. There's no other God. There's no other uh, whatever it is, whatever you may feel like, not even your emotions, not even uh, whatever it is, nothing can influence your perspective like Jesus can. And it, it changes anymore. you. It changes you into a, a different person, bro. So many factuals. I just can't. I just can't. My brain is about to explode. <laughs> Um, all right. It's just, it's just, you know, we love you, man. I'm sorry. This this has nothing to do with the topic, but th this is, this is what, this is what, this is what happens when, when you're, when you're on the walk with God, you know, like huh, we, I say this all the time. You're not going to stop struggling. Guess what? You're going to enjoy it a lot more because you got the newfound perspective. You got, you got, you got, you got, you got the truth. You got the truth right in front of you. And you're always going to get tested, you know, because Jesus himself got tested too. You know, just because, just because, you know, we claim that we are, you know, children of God, that we are servants for God, that we, that, that, that we believe he is our Lord and Savior. Jesus got tested too. We're, we're going to get tested and we're going to fail. But what's our response going to be to those tests? I'm going to take the path of the righteous. Take the path of the wicked. Again, we have free will. But we only talk about these things because we love you and we want you to join us on this walk. Remember, God first. Everything else will follow. Don't lean on your own judgment. Even though you like we have a new perspective, don't don't get back into that into that like oh like now I have a new perspective, so now I can make decisions again. You could you know, you could you know, I would say consult God first, you know. And then trust him with it. Because most more times than not, he's going to put you in a place to succeed. He doesn't want to see you fail. But even if you do face a time of trials and tribulation, always ask, what are you trying to teach me? What can I, what, what, what can I do to learn from this situation? I like how you stated about the different pathways 
the righteous pathway or the wicked pathway. And that instantly brought, uh, brought me to Matthew chapter 7, uh, verses 13 and 14. It says, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. What road are you planning to take? It's so easy to take this this giant, spacious road, but that's the that's the problem. So many times we're looking for easy, and easy brings nothing but death to us all. But when we're in an uncomfortable situation, when we're faced with an adversity, we're able to break through and prevail in Jesus's name, ultimately leading us to the narrow, small gate. And which of you will be the, the people to find it? And choice is up to you, but we care about you. That's why we say this. So with that being said, it's a perfect way to part off. Reflect on that. Reflect on that mess. Reflect on that message. Reflect on the things that we said this episode. You know, remember, we always make sure to let you know that we love you because we really do. And before we leave, I kind of just want to leave with a with a quote by uh, Charles Spurgeon, uh, a preacher, I think back in the 1800s. He said, consider how precious the soul must be when both God and the devil are after it. Hopefully you guys think about that. All right, I'll let that sit down. You guys can pause that. You guys can pause it, reflect on that. If there's anything that you take from this episode, absolutely anything, always make sure to have a conversation with God. Anything that we talk about, bring it up with him. Talk to him. This is just also for you to jumpstart a conversation with God. Leave it there. That's episode number four, everybody. We hope you enjoyed. Give us feedback. Let us know what you want to hear. Anything. We're always open. Chris, anything else you want to say after that or no? Uh, I hope you guys enjoy and have a good rest of your week. (sighs) All right, y'all. We'll see you next week. Bye.